Hi listeners, Ram Big Thighs here. What's that? You've never heard my voice before? Well, you could hear plenty more from me and my friends if you subscribe to the Goblins and Growlers Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. He's going to see me clap like a full second and a half off on one of them and be like, the f***? Dude, when you clapped on my screen, I was like, either <laughs> the time, I'm almost, because there's latency, so I'm almost always the first one to clap, just like I'm sure all you are. So having you beat yeah. me by like a full second, I was like, that dude, that dude <laughs> fucked up. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Uh, 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 mm. Sorry. Uh, well, howdy, listener. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show. Now, I apologize for any fading in and out I might have. Neither one of us have adequate healing magic for my wound, and I'm, uh, I'm running out of blood. Uh, I wonder where they got off to. Uh, so, uh, last time we checked in on our heroes, their mission took them back to Stratton, where they shopped for a few clothes and, uh, various accoutrements. Boat settles in on some real tennis clothes, while Solinar gets a decidedly less Solinar outfit. After some Koza as a ghost uh, antics, they head west for what turns out to be a warm welcome at the otherwise uninviting Fort Grayscar. Hey, I see a light around the bend. Maybe I can stand and make my way there. <clears throat> Beats leaning against the sticky wall. Ah, there's cobwebs everywhere. Well, listeners, listen in and find out what strange events are happening at Fort Grayscar. <clears throat> and as always, y'all take care now. After your misadventures... In escaping the town via fake earthquake and released earth spirits? Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Yes, that is exactly uh, what happened. Boat was possessed by earth spirits and they were boiling to overflowing. And if we didn't get out of the city, it was going to destroy the city. Yes. So after that, you travel up to, well west to Fort Grayscar, where the doors opened and you heard a familiar voice. So that is where we begin. All of you haggard, tired, having wrestled with those quote-unquote earth spirits uh, and standing at the gates of a renowned Alarian fort with the widespread and very armored arms of the 
large pompadoured man spread out to greet you. What? Is, how does he greet us? Welcome! It's wonderful to see you again, friends! Hey, hey man. Oh, thank God. <laughs> what was that? Well, c- come in! Come in! It has been so long! You must tell me of your tales! Tell you about my tale. That doesn't make sense! <laughs> Oh, you don't have a tail. No. It's for, like, no, tieflings. I meant my tail of uh, the Earth Spirits. So, oh. So the Alarian guards are going to kind of, like, relax and be at ease as you all enter into Fort Grayscar. Now, the interesting thing about Fort Grayscar is despite the fact that it is a well-cared-for Alarian fort, it always looks haunted. It is one of those buildings that even when it is completely dry and the sun is out, the stone looks wet. Everything is sort of gray and sad. And I basically want you to imagine goth farmhouse and that's sort of the decor we're going with. Except medieval. Okay, goth medieval farmhouse. Yes. (laughs) Is it like Tudor inspired? Yes, enjoy that Pinterest board. All right. Does it have any, like, real defining features, like spooky features or anything like that? So it is going to have some very narrow... I Gabe, I think you would know this with your centuries of life. Um, aren't they called murder holes? <laughs> like the little tiny slits that you fire arrows out of in, in the towers? Okay. Murder holes are more commonly vertical uh, from an upper hallway to a lower hallway because... Sometimes you shoot arrows through them, and sometimes you just fill a room with boiling hot tar. So it's a colander. Uh, well, the towers are a little bit like that. All right. The actual hallways themselves are pretty sweeping. Uh, you go through a large inner courtyard filled with shields and swords and racks of spears. You're going to take a left past what appear to be the stables and enter into a grand hallway. Again, the stone of which, despite the inside, you're inside and the stone still appears wet. It's it's incredibly confusing. Very there moist no, castle. <laughs> there are no cobwebs. There's no like signs of disrepair. There's no cracks. There's no breaks. Everything is maintained. It's just kind of drab. No tapestries or anything like that? There is the Ilarian flag, uh, very large and pretty much covering almost an entirety of one of the walls. But other than that, no, it's it's pretty sparse. What does the Ilarian flag look like? The Ilarian flag is going to have the Ilarian crest on it, which is going to have an eye in the center which with two uh, rosemary sprigs under it, and then a water droplet, a sun, and a small flame. Yeah, not even close to as good as the Virginia flag. <laughs> yeah. There's nobody getting murdered on it now. Yeah. yeah. No and nudity. No boobs. <laughs> yeah. One boob. It's just one yeah. boob, and that boob is there to dethrone an emperor. <laughs> so does, them. does the Does the Alarian flag have a nickname like Old Glory or anything like that? Uh, not that I have written, but knock yourself out if you want to make one. All right, I'll come up with something. Perfect. I'm certain I'll, that it will, I will no create, way distress me. I, by myself, will create a sense of patriotism for this nation you have created. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I'm sure I will in no way be distressed. 
by whatever name you decide. Listeners, to tweet of. at Quidroll for suggestions on nicknames for the Alarian flag. I feel like we're going to get a lot of Cyclops jokes. That's fine. So despite the fact that everything is borderline brutalist in its decor, there are many torches, everything is very well lit, and there are iron sconces along the walls. Leandro seems to be leading you guys somewhere, but you're not entirely sure, but he's very purposeful with his turns. Mm -hmm. Like very militaristic, like 90 degree angle turns. Yes. Uh, um, um, Leandros, right? Yes, I'm honored you remember my name, friend. Um, wh where are we going? I figured it had been some time since you had had a good meal. The journey here is fairly arduous. I assumed you would want a, a, a snacky snack. Oh, oh, yes. Um, th th that, that would be nice. Um, did you expect us? No, uh, okay. but okay. my scouts had given me reports that there was some odd tectonic behavior to the east. Uh, and then I got reports of you all coming out of it. So expecting you know, but I did get a bit of a, a heads up, as it were. Rather uh, than a okay. snacky snacky, is there any chance we could get a quacky quacky? Which is when you have a bath, but with a rubber ducky. Of course, of course, I can have baths prepared for you immediately. Man, I need to get some of this road grit off me. I got all <laughs> sorts of road grit. Maybe and some of it because this, you know, tower is so moist and damp. <laughs> I've got some like road mud that's becoming pretty quick. Of course, of course. I will get you to your quarters immediately. I'm glad. I was hearing and there was some like weird, like flatulent noises from this tower, the rock settling and the moistness of it all. <laughs> How soft do you think the rocks are? It's all pumice. It's all pumice from here is what I'm hearing. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. So Leandris is going to take you guys uh, up a set of spiral stairs that, interestingly enough, are so well constructed with, with thick wood that they don't creak as you go up them. He's going to lead you to a hallway and open a door to what appears to be a room that is in some kind of unused barrack. There's going to be bunk beds, and off of that room is going to be a room filled with large wooden tubs. I love wooden tubs. Look at all these rubber duckies over here in the corner. They are all wearing uh, little helmets and carrying little shields. Ooh, I'm going to take Night McQuackers. Night McQuackers! Oh no! That sounds like a Darkwing <laughs> Duck character. I love Night McQuackers! I would die for him! Oh, sorry. He reminded me it's Sir Night McQuackers to no! me. Yeah, your microphone's peaked, but I'm Alex, sure you're saying important things. Alex has gone so high-pitched that Zoom's like, well, that's not people that, talking. That's not audio. <laughs> <laughs> that's the water running through the pipes above you. Speaking of water running through the pipes, I'm going to dump some of this inside of this. So while there is no heated water or anything of the like, there is going to be one of those like old-timey water pumps that will feed into the tubs. Ooh. So you're pumping well water, essentially. Cold well water. This is like the rock <laughs> taking a shower at four in the morning. 
I'm pumping some well water. If you know what I mean, that water is super well. <laughs> Nobody come in here. No, I mean... That's the why the stone is so damp. The well water spills out and just... Some water is sick, some water is well. <laughs> so is there anything notable about bath time with Sir McQuackers? Or is there anything you guys want to do before rejoining down into the feast hall? Or are we about to have a... I would hot springs episode. I would not mind getting some of this road grit off of me because if you re will recall, I was writhing around on the the ground in that town, uh, pretending to. That was a lot of rhymes. Have a problem. Bo, grab yourself a dock and get into one of these wooden wooden things tubs. <laughs> yeah, quack I quack. Think, I think Solonar's down for bath time as well. Um, he, you know, initially is like, oh, do we get this? Do we get this from a uh, reservoir or some kind of water tank up on the roof? Uh, and then he's told by an attendant, oh, it's from a well, actually. So is there any way to heat the water? Uh, you've got magic. Put, oh yeah, put a bunch of, uh, put a, like swords and stuff in there and then cast heat metal. Theoretically, actually, metal. that would work. Yeah, I'm a problem solver. Way to go, Brandon. Wait, don't do you have heat metal? You have magic. I think I do have heat metal now. Check check those spells for me, buddy. I'm looking. I'm pretty sure I took it. Maybe cast it after Johannes yeah. has disrobed his metal armor. I do indeed have heat metal. You wanna is gonna, that a gonna, isn't gonna, that a spell slot? You're gonna heat that metal boat? Yeah, I'm gonna heat that metal. I'll rest it's after It's not a cantrip. I'll take a long rest after this. We're it's fine. Solonar sees boat doing heat metal on the tub and he's like Oh, it's a good idea. And then uh, he kind of like settles into his own tub and then scooches himself all the way over to one side, puts his hands out and is like, no touching. And just in the water for a moment. Wait, uh, are we all in the same tub? No, no I'm in a you're different not. Tub. You're all in separate tubs. Then why are you saying uh, no touching? Uh, because uh, that's apparently his incantation for burning hands. Rubber ducky, you're the one. You make him bath time so much. Sorry, Sir Rubber Ducky. Oh, man, that throws off the whole beat. We might Maybe get a copyright like, strike. I was going to say, isn't, isn't uh, that a I'm quack? sorry, Lord, Lord McDucky. Wait, Is he, has he he's been granted lordship since I took him out of the barrel? <laughs> he bought, he bought one of those one square foot plots of land in Scotland. Wow, man. Why didn't you tell me this sooner? Wow. Whoa, whoa, look out! It's a McQuacken! Oh no! A duck with tentacles is coming. <laughs> Man, they make some funny night ducks. <laughs> uh Kosa, what are you what about you, buddy? Um, well, I, I'm disappointed it's not all one big tube uh tub. Uh I'll get over it. So I'm does he heat up all our water or just his just water? his. I I do seven fire damage to the water in my tub, which I presume is enough to make it probably a little uncomfortably hot. I don't, I don't understand why you guys think casting fire into your bathtubs isn't going to, like, scald you, but okay. You, if you have control, like, it's fine. He cast it, he cast it under the water. Oh, thank God it's you, Boat, that's doing the spell casting. The epitome <laughs> of control in yeah. this party. Yeah. <laughs> no character um. exerts more self-control than Boat. Exactly. I want that on a t-shirt. Quack, quack, scrub in my back. How warm does a 1d8 of fire damage make water? 
Well, if you roll for me, I'll let you know. Virion better have its own mishmash of temperature uh, systems. It takes like, so much energy to warm water. Yeah, it really does. Uh, yeah. Four. It's gonna be warm-ish. Like, imagine you left microwaved soup out for a little bit. That's... No, I don't want to. I'm gonna play um, blackjack with this water and hit it with another produce flame. Oh, seven. It is. It is roasty toasty at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah, I. I, I Koza is busy, like, he keeps on heating the water up, but it gets too hot, and then he adds more water, and then it gets too cold, and then he tries to heat it up again, and it's too hot. Oh, no. He's that kid. Keep hitting. Keep hitting. See, look, when I went to Dungeon Master School, there was no class for how much fire damage does it take to make warm, comfortable bath water. Oh, my God. You didn't have that class? That was a requirement for me. My hot water heater is set at 125 degrees. Um, That is that is my threshold for a nice hot bath. All right. All right, fans. Make sure you write that down for quid pro roll trivia night. (laughs) Also, also Celsius. Also, do not take my hot water heater settings as any indication of personal advice for your own hot water heater settings. I do not sue us. I claim no liability for that. Man, I would love to see the person who's like, yeah, on episode 176 of this podcast, this dude told me to have my water heater at 130 <laughs> while he was taking a bath with Lord Duke Sir King McQuacken Borough the 17th in his wooden tub and I took that to heart so that's why I stand before you the jury today <laughs> there's no jury for civil suits but I appreciate you yeah. it might it's escalate criminal. into criminal yeah. yeah criminal negligence would be the thing alright anything else you absolute psychopaths I'm just taking a regular old bath a nice hot bath Scrubbing my feet and maybe taking some calluses off. I got a lot of them from the road. Alex making a face at me, but I don't care because if I get Believe it or not, I don't know that our listeners want to hear about the ins and outs of Johannes's callus removal. They might. We don't know. We haven't checked. Don't kink shame. Uh, Since the water's Uh. a little bit too hot for Solinar, he, he stirs it up a little bit by just like pushing water towards one side of the tub to create a little bit of a whirlpool effect and then across the surface of the water he's like flapoo flapoo and just you know press the digitations a little bit of wind to blow across the top of the tub and draw away some of that heat and then he just you know stirs that in a little bit it's like it's like blowing on hot cocoa and then he puts a giant marshmallow in and then uh he reaches Bathwater marshmallow is my punk (sighs) band name he reaches Ugh. over for some toiletries uh, and the bath soaps uh, do look like little, you know, like full size marshmallows, not like mini marshmallows, but they're like, you know, cylindrical in shape. And Yeah, just... I forgot that this military outpost is essentially a Sheraton. Look, c- cylinders are very efficient shapes for creating things and then cutting them down to smaller sizes. I feel like the military would use a really convenient cylindrical shape for creating and storing their soaps. So are you guys done with your bath time or like, (laughs) Hey man, Um, just one more question. Are there (laughs) bath bombs? There are not (laughs) bath bombs. Not this giant marshmallow. Uh, What the heck is it here uh, for? Can, 
Can we say that while we were in Hanit, uh, Solinar picked up a couple of bath bombs? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> Think of that next time you're at the outpost if you wanna if you wanna go to what's the um, name that won't oh, get oh, us sued. As a, Blush. Um, as a druid, would I know how to find all of the ingredients for a bath bomb in the woods? He's not just a druid. He's a mushroom foraging druid. Uh, while, he, while he's doing that, can I roll to see if I find a real bomb? <laughs> get, a, get a regular bomb up in your bath. Only when dropping it into a bath do you know if it's a bath bomb or not. It's always a bath bomb if you drop it into a bath. <laughs> what is higher for you, Chapman? Medicine or nature? It's got to be nature, right? Like in terms of modifier? Yes. They're the same. All right, roll <laughs> medicine for me. Oh my gosh. Um, 17. <laughs> <laughs> See, this, this surface is so uneven. Uh, I guess you're not only able to figure out the chemical composition of your average bath bomb, but you're able to make it out of ingredients you find around this bathroom. Okay, I'm going to spend the next three hours gathering those materials and then cooking <laughs> them up into a bath bomb. And it'll probably take maybe like, because it probably involves heating those up and then like letting them cool into a mold. It's probably going to take another two hours for them to be ready. So I think after all Chapman. that work, I'm really going to want a nice bath. Chapman, so add another like hour, two hours Chapman, to that. Bath bombs only um, take like an hour to make at most. There's literally oh, a place okay. near the store that does like parties where you make your own bath bombs and shockingly they're not eight hour affairs. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I made some for a D20 mold a couple of years ago and wow. I did. I was able to do it in like 45 minutes. I yeah. had no idea. You okay, also cool. don't have so, to cook anything yeah. for bath bombs. Chapman's, Chapman's over here trying to make soap. <laughs> <laughs> Chapman's, I, I just kind of always assumed they were like very soap adjacent. It's... It's fragrance, bicarbonate soda, and maybe a couple essential oils, and that's about it. At hey, 125 listen. degrees. Yep. Cool. Okay, so um, that I mean that takes like an hour off of this one. So, so um, oh, for the love of yeah, God! Uh, so, be... Johannes, you were looking for ingredients <laughs> to make a bomb. No, I, well, not ingredients. I'm just looking. I, I don't think I should make a bomb, but I'm seeing if there's a bomb. Johannes sure. has some little shack out in the Alarian wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johannes, roll investigation for bombs. Got some negatives on that one. I got eight. You are unable to find a bomb in this bathroom, shockingly enough. Dang it. They have no bath bombs here. So after I have lost at least one D7 uh, points of sanity. Whoa, you brought a D7? Yeah, a dice that doesn't exist because I'm losing my mind. No, those those exist. Y you They're, know what? You just, I got to get in custom. Whenever I reach that point of stress where I just feel like stuff's not making any sense anymore, I always think the best way to sort of help myself from that is to take a nice hot bath. God damn it! <laughs> 125 degrees. Yeah, exactly. That's the optimal temperature. Rub so you, you wrap up your baths. Guys, we are not doing an onsen episode tonight. It's just not happening. Okay, bookmark that for later then. Yeah, Alex is turning it into an offsen episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bruh. Johannes walks out yeah. brushing sorry, his hair. Sorry, sorry I'm not Canadian and I don't know more Japanese, Alex. <laughs> 
way to reference a conversation we had before recording started, so no one knows what's happening. Alex thinks Canadians are fluent in Japanese. No, I don't. <laughs> that is not even close to what I said. Do you think Japanese are fluent in Canadian? Probably. Canadian's not a language. Oh. Well, <laughs> I'm going to keep brushing my hair out over here until y'all are out of the baths. Alita, did you take a bath? Alita is like toweling off her head. Um, yes. Yes, I did. I just decided to do it in a room that didn't have you guys in it. That was probably for the best. We kept trying to make bombs, but I think Koza well, made I'm one. I'm sorry? We were trying to make bombs, but I think Koza actually made one. A what? Um, a bath bomb. Bath what? bomb. It's for bombing your bath with all sorts of smells. And maybe even making your skin feel nice and smooth. You, I, I'm sorry. It's a bomb that you use to explode your bath with gas? Mm, yes. Why would you want one of those? Because it's nice. Sometimes okay. it turns your bath different colors. And sometimes it even has flower petals and they spread out. And then you're like, wow, I'm a princess. But you're Alita not. Alita is looking at you with this, con like this mixture of confusion and horror. Yeah. Because she's misunderstanding the assignment here i will say my first experience with a bath bomb was one of the ones that had all the little flower petals in it and i was like i don't get it i don't see what all the craze is about and then all the petals started coming up to the surface and i was like oh well actually well this is very nice I actually you know i feel kind of pampered you know this is yeah. this is excellent yeah the best part about those flower petals is if you got one of those lizards who could run across water really fast so that they're like running running on top of it like it's land they can do that but then there's flower petals and if they step on one they'll fall right on their face but in the water and then you can pick them up and put them out can i have made some extras roll a d8 for me oh Olia, you're gonna love these bath bombs they're awesome here let me see if we've got some extras over here Koza's got this big old pouch you were able to make two additional bath bombs. Hey, Koza, can I take one of the bath bombs and give it to Alita? Um, sure. They smell of lavender, and they have been added to your inventory. Next time we have to fight an aquatic enemy, I hope those bath bombs come in handy. There's a reason that I made them a very calming scent. Just in case. Oh, explosion. <laughs> are, are you going to keep track of the one Alita has now? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't eat it until you're ready for your bath. Are you supposed to eat this? No, you shouldn't eat it then either. Yeah. Humans and Fae are like 70% water, so if you eat one, it's probably okay. And 30% bomb. So you guys are going to, newly wash and freshly dressed, head down into the feast hall, where you notice a very modest but thoughtful dinner has been laid out for all of you. There is plates of dried fruits. There is a selection of small hand pies. There's a roast chicken. There appear to be potatoes, carrots, a strange vegetable medley casserole that you can tell contains some form of cheese and rolls Ooh. and pitchers of dark brown ale. Aw, this is so thoughtful. I have a question for the group. Um, were we all disguised when we arrived here? Were we wearing costumes to evade detection? I mean, Solinar was wearing a, uh, unusually dapper hat. Mm-hmm. 
And a cloak. Oh, God, what color was that cloak? We were all dressed differently than we usually dress. Right. I, but not, uh, not like, radically so for a couple of us. <laughs> I was I, I was dressed in, uh, like, a tennis outfit, I think. That is correct. I was dressed in a very large burlap sack so that I looked like a ghost. Oh, yeah, that's right. You look and slightly different. I absolutely put that back on. <laughs> Yeah, I was dressed in. You guys the, forgot the Boo Ghost Chronicles. Yeah, I was dressed in my tennis outfit along with a sock-based hood that made me look like Baron Zemo, uh, who pl- playing tennis. Um, I will wear the tennis outfit, but I will put the mask in my pocket. All right, and with that aside, you are set forth to the the food in front of you, and for a moment you all sort of feel like this weight come off of your shoulders. You're able to eat warm, good, hearty food that's actually been seasoned and actually been prepared in a building that isn't a camp. Mm. It's the first, like, meal meal you guys have had since leaving Talaire. And it emotionally recharges you as much as it physically does. What are the... Give me some of these dishes. Uh, As I said, there are dried fruits. There are hand pies. There is a roast chicken. There are potatoes. There is some kind of vegetable medley with cheese. There are rolls. And then there are carrots. Like roasted carrots. It's not just like... some kind of cannibal? It is a small pie that you eat with one hand. Alex is firmly in, per my earlier email territory, on this. <laughs> As she should be. Yeah. I'm getting Guys, some my food. whole life with y'all is per my last email. I'm getting some food. And I'm thanking the host. This is... Hello, hosts. Or singular. One of the soldiers that has been standing attention walks over. Uh, my lords. Uh, Lord Leandro sent me to see if there is anything I can do for you, if there is anything that requires my attention. I mean, I I can't think of... Honestly, having a bath and a hot meal is more than I was hoping for. Yeah, this is the best. It is... It's quite nice for sure. Yeah, we've had a rough few days, so it's nice to just be able to just relax a little bit. Wonderful. Uh, I will advise you, we have... A full battalion of soldiers making their way here. This feast hall will be crowded very soon. I suggest, if you are not interested in a bit of a rush, it would be wise for you to eat quickly and return to your quarters. Suits me fine. Heck about what, yeah. About what time is it? Um, It's probably like 6.37, somewhere around there. Okay, that works. Yeah, sleeping in a bed in Stratton got me hooked on the idea of sleeping in a bed again, so I'm here for it. You're a bed addict. <laughs> I can't help I... it. I think about beds, and I'm just like, man, I gotta get in one of those. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a better vention. <laughs> We've gathered all your friends together to force you to sleep on the ground. I thought we were gonna force him to stop sleeping. He <laughs> sleeps like eight hours. It's an addiction. All right, I'll be here all the night, folks. Thanks. (laughs) So as you guys are eating your meal, uh, I want all of you to roll a perception for me. Okay. Oh, I quit it. (laughs) 
What? Yeah, but I got minus two. That doesn't yeah, matter. I rolled an 18. All right. I'm rocking a nine. Goza? I rolled an 11. An 11. All right. Okay. Johannes and Boat, you two are going to be able to notice that the guards that are posted around look not terribly at ease. There's sort of this overall energy of the calm before the storm. There is this there is this tension that you're not entirely certain where to put like how to describe it or what the mm-hmm. source of it is. Uh but Johannes, you're going to be able to tell that one of the rooms that goes off of the feast hall is fairly ornate with the door and does appear to be an office of some sort with how the guards are posted around it. Like that they're defending uh, the room that is an office? Yes, sir. Or at least a room of some importance. Okay. At ease, gentlemen. They don't ignore you, but you can see an inability to sort of relax their shoulders. Hmm. Have y'all been working too hard? Maybe y'all need to take a bath. They kind of like look at each other. Um... No, thank you for your concern, my lord. Um, hmm. We are just... It, it is probably best that you have a conversation with Lord Leandros. Okay. Is, is he joining us for dinner, or...? He has been taking his meals in his study as of late. Oh, should, should we take a, a meal into the study with him, or...? Is it, they is kind it... of, like, look at each other. Better to wait until after, or...? Uh, Once you are finished with your meal, feel free to join him in the study. I imagine he will be there until the new soldiers arrive. Yes. With that, Solonar kind of finishes up what he had taken for himself for eating, and then dabs at his mouth with a napkin. And it's like, all right, I'm I'm feeling it. Let's uh, let's go see what's going on. Um, Koza starts choking because he... Notice everybody was eating really quickly and um, start to eat too quickly. Bull is going to like run up and like headbutt Koza's back in an attempt to try and like dislodge it. Who's across the table from me? Solinar. Solinar, you get a, an apricot straight in the face. I rolled a 26 dexterity saving throw. Uh... I think Solinar just like matrix dodges that. Like the the apricot is coming direct <laughs> at his face and he just like leans back in his chair and it just like flies past his nose in slow-mo. That's very impressive. So with that, I assume you're going to go to the more guarded door that Johannes pointed out. Solinar's gonna gonna bring a mug of ale with him. Yeah, let's do it. The door opens to a study that, while not decorated lavishly, is filled with dozens of bookshelves and what probably amount to hundreds of books. There is a large map laid out on an enormous table in the center of the room, of which Leandros is hunched over. You see here and there a couple of needles, points, markers of some type, that have been stuck into the map at odd places. At one point, a dagger that's just kind of been right in the center of it. Mm. He looks harried. His brow is furrowed in a way that you don't remember from the last time you saw him in Alaria. Everything in here is comfortable, 
but you still feel that overwhelming tension. Do we recognize anything about the marks on the map? Are they places we have been? They are not places that you have been, but you notice that they are f- mostly concentrated in three countries. Alaria, the Alarian side of Talaire, and most of them on the Boris Empire. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh, oh, uh, hello, my friends. Yes, um, just, uh, some, he kind of like sits down and puts his, rests his, the side of his head in his hand. He goes, some, uh, movement notes that have been sent to me from the north. Hmm. Like, like, like citizen movement? Like you got a lot of people migrating around the country or? Oh, I wish it were that easy, my friend. No, there have been troubles in Alaria since you all left. The Boros Empire is rallying its forces in a way that we have not seen in a few hundred years. There have been scouts that we have caught past the Alarian borders, and my colleagues have been scattered to the various outposts in the country. However, well, aside from one, Aside from one. Lady Rain has gone missing. Hmm. So you think this is all a prelude to a Boris invasion uh, from across the water? My queen does believe so. She has had some premonitions of encroaching Boris aggression. Mm-hmm. What do what your spies in the Empire tell you? Unfortunately... Our spymaster is the one who's missing. But the informants that we still have, uh, the reports are troubling. I don't know if you've heard that there were people who had gone missing in Talaire. It appears that these people have been somehow recruited into the Boris army. Recruited or coerced? I wouldn't be able to tell you, friend. I am troubled by this. Hmm. Do you know if the scouts have any camps or anything around here? Ours or the enemies? The enemies. Surely they must have some base of operations if they're uh, operating on land here somewhere. If they do, we have not yet found it. Though if they did have an encampment, I imagine it would not be this far south. Mm-hmm. Unless they wanted to throw you off. I don't believe they're that intelligent. It would take a lot to fool my spies, my soldiers, and even myself. I just wouldn't underestimate them. You know, they would probably expect you to expect them to have camps in a staging area uh, up north, and they may they may just be trying to pull a fast one on you. I'm sorry, what is this JoJo, like... You know, you you tricked me, but I tricked you with my trick kind of logic it's, is this. It's called tactics. I never finished that Final Fantasy game, so... It's the worst one. 
Oh, I know a couple people who are going to fight you. Yeah, I've always heard good things about it. I, I really hate like Final it. Fantasy Tactics. It is a boring-ass game that was only labeled Final Fantasy to sell more of them. It has nothing to do with the core of that series, which in its early days was the greatest JRPG series of all time. Okay, he's, I have to know. correct about all of that, and also, I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I need to know, because I want to know how mad our listeners are going to get, what is the last good Final Fantasy in your mind? In my Final mind? Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> in, in my mind, the, the last... The last one that you enjoyed, not the one that you first hated. The, the, the first hated. <laughs> the last one that I enjoyed was Final Fantasy VII. Mm, you wow. enjoyed nine? Nine or was ten? Alright, let me tell you what I think about nine. This is becoming a, a Patreon conversation or something, <laughs> but here's what I didn't like about it. Nine was fantastic. It was a return to the sort of thematic roots of the series after the complete debacle that was Final Fantasy VIII, which was a garbage game that was rushed through development and had so many unfinished quest lines in it that they had to yank from it. It was a great return to form. However, it was released too early. It was released too early because you had to put it on like four discs. They tried to do way too much with the presentation. Back in the day of the PS1, multi-disc games were pretty much crap. And Final Fantasy VII was the was sort of the only one that threaded the needle correctly in terms of disc swapping. But there was too much too much of that crap going on with nine. It was too deep of a story, too much FMV, that kind of stuff. And I just had to bail out of it. And you I, didn't enjoy ten. I never played ten. Okay, uh, that no wonder you didn't enjoy real, it. No wonder you didn't like it. Real quick, uh, how many discs did Final Fantasy IX have? Uh, four. four. So that's, for that's you, three is a great number, and four is just right out. There's more context to this answer. <laughs> Keep in mind, eight was a three-disc game. And it was garbage. So seven... The thing was, that was like the first time with Final Fantasy that we had to do something like that, and we were just blown away by the level up, uh, no pun intended, from Final Fantasy VI to Final Fantasy VII in terms of what you could do with it and what it was showing you. But then eight was a disappointment, and it was multi-disc, and then you get another disc for nine, and it's just it's very clear at that point that it's just going to continue on this way, and that was before the PS2 came out. That was before we had solid-state storage. Uh, in in uh, consoles and things like that. So it was just it, like, I had to quit playing Baldur's Gate back in the 90s because it had seven discs. Uh, so, it's just, it's frustrating. Leandros, how <laughs> do yeah, What's tactics? Leandros' favorite Final Fantasy game? <laughs> tactics. That jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would just, just like to share Alex, my experience. Alex final. just ruined their relationship. Yeah. I just <laughs> watched it die. Let's let Chapman get a word in real quick. Yeah, please. Uh, It'd so probably be six. I really wanted to try Final Fantasy um, when I was a kid. So it seemed like something I'd really enjoy. And so uh, the one... I, I never really owned very many, like... Um, the, old, the only, like, console, I guess you could say, I owned was a nintendo ds mm -hmm. um so i got the version of um which one was it it was final fantasy um four was it the remake of four yeah cause... Uh, no it was the remake of three. Oh, the remake of three was actually fantastic three is an underrated final fantasy game yeah and i had a lot of fun playing it until 
I oh. eventually got to this one point where I had chosen the wrong team composition mm -hmm. and I couldn't beat this one um, boss. Yeah, that's and how most people get stuck in Final Fantasy yeah, forever. And I just got so frustrated. I just like took this game straight back to game stop and got like I don't know, a dollar for it. It's a Final Fantasy three has and, a great twist the where it just blows your mind when you realize the um, world that you're living in. It's amazing. Uh, well, okay, so I did get to that part. Uh huh. Like where you Don't spoil you, it. You're the person who I'm <laughs> Don't spoil it! What was that game first released? Nineteen ninety seven? I Leandros hasn't that? played it. Leandros <laughs> has not played it. Okay, okay, so yeah, anyway, yeah. So I do I did buy it again for um <laughs> For my phone. Um, oh my god, you can get it. Oh my god, you can oh, get it on yeah. your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a phone. Um, you can get on my Chrono phone. Trigger on your yeah. phone, so I don't know. I'm surprised. Yeah, but this time I got stuck even earlier in the game. <laughs> <sighs> do you want to do what I used to have to do when I was a kid, Chapman, and have one of my friends come over and beat it for me? Gabe, leave all this in. Final. Uh, I I might need that. I I, I will I, do that for you at any time. I we, will beat a level for you. If hey, we if, if we don't start playing, yeah, if we don't start Alex playing D &D to come soon. over to their house and beat a game for them. Tweet at Quid Roll. Join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I'm about to tell my story about getting stuck on Breath of Fire three. Oh so we need to move God. on. <laughs> also, I just want to put in Save one that last for word. the next episode. Brandon. I, I we think need content. I, I think that the aesthetics of Final Fantasy Tactics are really appealing, and I do want to like give it a try one of these days. Chapman, uh -oh. I think you anyway. like Tactics. Tactics is a fun game. Final right. note is that Final Fantasy three is two months younger than me. Came out in 1990, baby. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Guys, we have to end on a story beat. <laughs> All right, so Leandros has never played Final Fantasy Tactics, so let's, let's <laughs> dig into that. All right, so uh, Boris Empire is building an army. It looks like they're stealing folk to be in the army. Rain is missing. Uh, concerns are had. I'm, I mean, if you're looking at somebody to bust up some of these groups that are taking people from places like Talaire, I, I we know of a group that's doing that. I don't know if you're working with them. I would assume you are. I do not know of this group. The the Red Feather Gang, Red, and their their whole they do like Red Feather stuff. I don't <gasps> know. <laughs> the Red Feather Gang. Yeah, they do. They do. What in the Powerpuff Girls is this? They do stuff with red feathers, I think mostly. And there's a woman named Nell. Is is she their leader? I don't. Something like that. I don't. Look, it's been a while. Do you really know okay? enough about these people to be recommending them, Solonar? <laughs> but they're they're all about busting that stuff up, and like I, I mean, if you're looking for allies, like there's a obvious choice, I would say. That would be wonderful, but I cannot entrust civilians to what should be the job of soldiers. What, what are what are soldiers but civilians with training? They are trained by the crown. They are housed by the crown. They are fed and paid by the crown. So what you're saying They're is if we got some of these people to move into crown housing and take payroll, then it'd be acceptable for them to help. I believe you are misunderstanding my point. I think friend. there's an oath involved somewhere too. Oh, I love oaths. Oaths are my favorite. Yes, 
it, it appears that Lord Charles knows his stuff, as it were. Lord, Damn Lord right. Charles? That's, I like that. <laughs> I, I love it when you call me that name. But as long as you don't lord it over everybody. Maybe one or two people. What? Wait, you're a lord this whole time, boat? <laughs> I bought one square foot of land in Oceanvar. There's a company there that sells it. And based on the, the tradition of, uh, of lordship there, all you have to do is own one square foot. I've got a wow. certificate and everything. Oh my gosh. Did you know about this? The queen has, while not officially named you, you are all held in great esteem under the crown at the moment. Though, well, she does extend regrets that we might not be as able to help as once we thought. Yeah, man, we were getting kind of a vibe out there. Um, what's Something's about to happen. What's going on? I believe it is best for all of you to sit down. is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> There's only one chair. Okay. <laughs> 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 Okay, everybody, we gotta do a competitive seating. We'll have to stack ourselves. All right. Musical chairs. Vote first, then me, then Koza, then Alita, then Johannes, then Felix. Aww, this is a cute picture.